Was it just game one jitters for Indiana basketball? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Was it just game one jitters for Indiana basketball in their 69 to 63 win over Florida Gulf Coast a couple of nights ago? It very well could be, but it may not be. And we're going to tell you why it could be either one of those here on today's episode. Indiana defeated Florida Gulf Coast 69 to 63. And we know that it was a slow start, especially offensively for Indiana in game one. The shooting was bad. Uh, the half-court offense was just basically non-existent. I mean, it, it was just, it was slow. It looked a lot like last year at times where the offense just stalls out and there's no ball movement. And even if there was ball movement, I like this a lot that some ESPN guys say sometimes there's no effective ball movement. And look, step one in the half-court offense, move the basketball. I hate individual ball. I hate when one person comes down and dribbles for, what, 15, 20 seconds and then hikes up a bad shot that you could have gotten at any time. And I'm not saying Indiana did that. I'm just speaking in general terms here for a second. I hate when that happens, when they take a shot that you could have gotten at any time in the shot clock, right? You got to have a little ball movement in the half court. And when you do move the ball, you can't just be passing it around the perimeter just to say you did. You've got to have effective passing and passes to set up other passes that set up baskets, right? And passes that set up back screens and set up alley-oops and set up backdoor cuts and set up open shots off the corner, right? Those are the passes you have to have. These things were not happening in the first half for Indiana against Florida Gulf Coast. It was just 20 or 25 seconds of, all right, we're going to hang out down here and then. We're either not going to get a shot off, we're going to get a bad shot off, a turnover, whatever the case may be, right? And the offense just looked, eh. I mean, it just looked really bland and and boring. And that's why you were only up by two at the half at the break, 28 to 26. Defense was fine in the first half. Your defense, it's it's funny because for Indiana, the defense got worse in the second half, but the offense got better. It's like they they switched roles at halftime, basically. And obviously, it's basketball. It's the same group of players, which obviously makes it interesting. But, yeah, it's weird. The, the offense got significantly better, 13 points better in the second half from the first half in that first game, where the defense gave up 11 more points in the second half, including some more threes. And threes were falling all over the place for Florida Gulf Coast. But you get what I'm saying. And so, can we chalk this up to just game one nerves? It's game one of the season. This team will be fine. 
they'll be fine. It was game one. Can we really chalk it up to that? Or could there already be some early concerns for this team after just one singular game of the regular season? Look back to what happened in the two exhibition games, first in against Indianapolis in the second one against Marion for this Indiana team. That first exhibition wasn't all that great, especially in the first half of that game. And then they turned it on in the second half, and they eventually looked a lot better against Marion in the second exhibition. And we talked about that on this show where, okay, it's the first half of the first exhibition a couple of weeks ago. This was to be expected. Can we have that same conversation in game one of the actual regular season? I think we can. I think we can. And the reason I say that is because it's game one of a true game that actually matters. Look, exhibitions are cool, but they don't matter, right? This was game one of the season where things were on the line, where the seasons, where the wins and losses actually counts. And you had a lot of guys making their appearance, their first ever appearance, playing for Indiana, some playing their first ever college basketball. So can you chalk it up to this, the first game nerves? I think you can. But that doesn't mean that Indiana can just not address any of the problems that they had. And head coach Mike Woodson and this squad, they can't just say, oh, it was game one. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out as we go. You can't do that. And I don't expect this team to do that. I don't expect Mike Woodson to do that. I don't expect any of the assistant coaches on this team to do that. And I don't expect the players to do that either. The defense, especially in the second half, on three-pointers, lack of rotation, and losing shooters, that can't happen. Now, are you going to play teams that shoot like Florida Gulf Coast did? No, not all the time. Not night in, night out. But let me tell you this. Florida Gulf Coast could have shot the ball better. And if they had, Indiana loses this basketball game. But you're also going to play some teams that if you lose them on the three-point line, they're not going to shoot the three. They're going to put the ball on the floor, and they're going to take it to the rack. And they're either going to get a dunk or lay up or get to the free-throw line, something we also saw Florida Gulf Coast do. Indiana has to avoid those things. And then offensively, you got to get some rhythm. Get out and transition. I said that on yesterday's show. This team's got to force some turnovers and get out and run a little bit, man. I mean, Florida Gulf Coast, they had 13 turnovers, most of them from the starters, but it just didn't feel that way. They did have a big turnover in the second half right there at the half court where that started that big 14-0 run for Indiana, but the Hoosiers have to get more of those. That'll set up your half-court offense. Start setting some back screens. Let's get some guys open. Let's cut with adversity if you're the offense. Now, I know Indiana's not going to be the most knockdown, lights-out, three-point shooting team, but they showed glimpses of it in game one. Those things have to change, and those things have to be addressed, and you have to practice those and get better. Good thing is you played in game one against a pretty quality opponent. You won the game. And you now know what you need to work on. That's all you can ask for. It was never going to be perfect in game one. But now Mike Woodson and this team have some things to focus on, some things to tighten up. And you get to prepare for Army and Wright State before you play UConn. So 
Am I fully saying that it was game one nerves? No, but I do think you can chalk a lot of it up to that. Coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers, we'll talk about the bench for Indiana. Plus, Khalil Ware, he's going to be a star. He already is, but he's going to be a star on this Indiana basketball team. We'll talk about that coming up in just a minute. Before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We've talked a lot, you and I, in my short time here, just going back and forth one-on-one and and having some quality time together. And we get fired up with wins. We're getting passionate even about close wins and even in some losses that I'm sure we'll have to go through as well. Who starts and who sits, right? I'm thankful for that connection that we have. And today I want our chat to be a little bit more on the personal side. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks for our part. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics, and a long list of medication of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, Revadio, and prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medications. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace Medical. Says, quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills half in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kits. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone, end quote. If you or someone you love would would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase, thanks to our friends at Jace Medical. Well, Khalil Ware is a star that Indiana brought in this season through the transfer portal, but How good can he really be? Well, we saw glimpses of it last night in his or in game one in his Indiana debut, where in 36 minutes played one less minute than Trey Galloway. He had the second most minutes on the team, went seven of nine from the floor, hit a three. Oh, excuse. Yes, hit a three as well. 36 minutes, two of five. Apologies, two of five for Khalil Ware, one of three from downtown, and eight for 12 at the free throw line. I love that, right? Would love to see that continue this season. Had 12 rebounds, four assists, two steals, three blocks, had a couple of fouls, and had 13 points. Where am I going with all this? Khalil Ware is going to be one of the best big men in the Big Ten, I think. If he continues to play this way, I think he can be one of the most impactful centers in the Big Ten Conference. Did he have the best shooting night, two for five? No. But he got eight points from the free throw line out of 12 attempts. That's perfect for a big guy. That's perfect for a center. Do that every time. Do that every time. Get double-digit points. Get to the free throw line between eight and 12 times. And get double-digit rebounds. I'm cool, man. I'm cool with that. I think Khalil wears a walking double-double. He's got the size, the length, and the athleticism to do that, right? He's got the skill to do that. And I think he's just a raw talent that Indiana plucked away from everybody else. 
I think he can be a real impact player for this team. And I think he's going to be somebody that Indiana may not go to just every single time down the floor where got to get it to where, got to get it to where, got to get it to where. But when in doubt, I think he could be one of your go-tos. And I think what's really going to help him and the Indiana offense, these are all going to circle back together here in a second. If Khalil Ware can continue to grab 12 rebounds and three of those were offensive, if he can continue to do that, that's going to give him more opportunities. It's going to give him more scoring opportunities, whether it be on putback layups or dunks or at the free throw line. But being able to grab offensive rebounds with guys like Khalil Ware and even Trey Galloway, who had two, believe it or not, if you do that for an Indiana offense that has struggled, obviously, early in this season through the first game and will probably struggle through the next couple of games, grabbing offensive rebounds gives you more chances, right? I mean, it gives you second-chance points. That's what they're called. That's why they call it that. So if somebody like Ware can give you more options and second chances on offensive possessions, Indiana can needs to have all of those they can. Indiana needs the, as much help as possible on the offensive side. And I think Khalil Ware can be that for you on the boards. And can't you just see his raw talent offensively? And can't you see the skill that he's going to be on the defensive side of the floor as well? This guy had some volleyball-type spike blocks in the first half. And I think he's going to be somebody that will scare opposing guards I really do he'd, he'd scare me because if he can go in and be a, a threat and a force like that that will cause offenses and opposing offenses to change their play calling and change their game to avoid going at him because you're running into you're running into a tree down there a tree that can jump out of the gym that can reach anybody that stands on the three-point line basically and that's going to scare some folks, especially smaller guards in this league. But what that also gives him the ability to do is get out and contest shooters. We've seen plays like that before in the NBA and even in college where you think you have a wide open shot in the corner and all of a sudden a tall man just comes flying out of the paint and swats it with his fingertips into the third row. I would bet that Khalil Ware gets one of those this year. I would, I would almost put money on it that he is going to get him a, a play like that where it's an open corner three, Indiana loses in rotation, and here comes Ware just flying out of the, out of the paint to swat away a, a three attempt. That is something that other teams have to prepare for. And if Indiana can use that to their advantage offensively and defensively and get him the basketball from your guards like Xavier Johnson, throw it up, let him make a play. That'll help you get out of an offensive rut. Obviously, don't see this guy bringing the ball up the floor or anything like that. But if you can get it to him in the paint, let him grab offensive rebounds. But guess what? To get offensive rebounds, you've got to run a good offense and get off a shot, right? Indiana struggled to do that. And I think they have to find ways to do that moving forward. They only shot it 45 times. That's not a whole lot compared to, okay, compared to. Florida Gulf Coast, who shot it 62 times. Your opponent outshot you 
17 times, that's not good. And against better teams, they'll make more of those shots. Indiana actually made one less field goal than Florida Gulf Coast, if you can believe that. Indiana can't do that. So I think using a guy like Khalil Ware on the offensive side, he will be a threat. His athleticism is unbelievable, and his length, you can't teach that. That's a natural God-given ability. Use that on both ends of the floor. I think Indiana can do that, and they should if they want chances to win this season. We'll talk about the bench for Indiana that didn't do a whole lot in game one and how some of the newcomers on the bench and on this team have to have a little coming out party over the next few games. We'll talk about that in just a second. Want to let you know about our college football kickoff live show that's been happening all football season long on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including Locked On Hoosiers. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel for college football kickoff live. They'll cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team Every day, find Locked On College Football kickoff live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. And today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. What is Prize Picks, you ask? It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I've got stuff placed literally right now. As I record this podcast, I have stuff placed with prize picks. Um, I'm, I'm addicted. I'm hooked. I am. They've got hockey, basketball, video games, NBA. I mean, they've got, and you can do for, for basketball, for example, in the NBA, you can do and they basically they pick duos, right? Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid are going to have over or under 54 points, for example. You pick more than that or you pick less than that. And you combo that with other, with other picks, and that's it. It's that easy. It takes two minutes to make your picks for the day. You've got to go try it out, especially, as I mentioned, with basketball season. You can now pick a combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from a different sports league. So be sure you go and check out Prize Picks. They even offer the reboot policy. I talk about it all the time. If you have somebody that gets hurt for football and basketball, um, if you have somebody who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. That pick is rebooted that's the only prize picks is the only place that does that folks so you got to go check them out be sure you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college to get started it's and uh prize picks once again it's daily fantasy sports made easy i use it every day Join me. Tell me who you pick. Tell me, show me some of your winnings. I want to see some on from Prize Picks. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. The Indiana bench in game one versus Florida Gulf Coast didn't really help the Hoosiers a whole lot. They had seven total points of the 69. And 
I'm going to be honest, that's not going to get it done, right? That's not going to get it done. You had five from Gabe Cups, who has become a fan favorite. I want to talk about him in just a second. And you had two from Anthony Walker. Now, when you look at this bench, right, when you look at guys on the bench like Caleb Banks and and Walker and even Gabe Cups, the freshman, you've got some new faces there, right? You have new faces there that are going to take a little bit of time to kind of get, get some footing under themselves. And even C.J. Gunn, the sophomore, you have guys that it's just going to take some some time to get going. But they're going to have to, man. They're going to have to. You cannot expect the Indiana starters for four out of five of them to go and score double-digit points. Not against big-time teams and big-time talent that they'll see in the Big Ten this season. That's just not doable, right? 15 from Renew. Um, You had Ware with 13. Galloway with 16. Johnson with 14. I expect McKenzie and Baco to have more than four points moving forward, but I also expect guys to get in. And there were some that didn't even play the other night against Florida Gulf Coast. In college basketball, depth is, is bigger than ever. And we heard Mike Woodson talk about that in the preseason around some of those exhibition games where he felt confident that he had eight, nine, ten guys that he could go to and they could come in and make an impact. And I always talk about this in college basketball. It's such a it's such an advantage for a team that can A have an effective bench, but when you could go to that bench and bring these guys in and there's little to no drop off from when your starters were in the game. Now there's always going to be. There's a reason you have starters and you have the backups. There's a reason for that, right? They're better. And they fit the team better. They fit the game plan better. They fit the scheme better. But it doesn't mean the guys on the bench are bad, not by any means. And I think Indiana has some serious talent on their bench right now. But to be able to get to that point and where you can say, okay, Xavier Johnson, you're in foul trouble. Go get go get Gabe Cups off the bench. Let's go. Bring him in. He's going to give you some energy. He's going to give you some life. And that is a huge, huge bonus, right? Go get Walker. Go get Banks if somebody's in foul trouble or, God forbid, somebody get hurt. Those are things that you have to prepare for. And if you can have that strength, like I think Indiana can, you're going to have a chance to beat anybody in the country. Because think about a team like Kentucky, who they go and get five or six players and that's it. Now, they're all really good. But Kentucky doesn't pride themselves on having a deep bench. So then when somebody goes down or somebody has an off night, Kentucky typically struggles. Look at teams that have won national championships over the last couple of years. Kansas, Baylor, UConn. Those teams have deep benches and they have guards they can go and play and they have backup forwards and centers that they can go and play. Is Indiana to that point yet? No, not by any means. But somebody's going to have to step up And you're going to have to have multiple guys scoring between five and 10 points off the bench for this team to compete. Because with the offense as slow as it is right now, and the offense being as meh as it is through one game, a way to get a spark is for somebody on the bench to get going a little bit. Somebody on the bench to get hot. 
from behind the arc or somebody off the bench to come in and force those turnovers and get dunks and layups and transition. I think a guy that can do that could be Gabe Cups, man. He came in in game one and just, he was having more fun than anybody. Played 19 total minutes, had five points, had two rebounds, an assist, couple steals. He did have a turnover, but whatever. And again, he only had five points, but the energy completely shifted when he came into the game. And maybe that's all Indiana needs off the bench. Maybe that's all they need him to be. I don't think Mike Woodson is going to go to Gabe Cups and say, hey, yeah, I'm going to need uh, 15 points from you right now because we're down by we're down by 10 and we need some points. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this will be a guy who can score, who will be a threat, but when he gets put into the game, you know he's going to be running faster than anybody, diving for loose balls, high energy, and I mentioned I think he's a fan favorite already. When this guy comes in and steps on the floor at Assembly Hall, the place is going to go nuts. They're going to go nuts. It's guys like that that can help this Indiana team in close games, to help the offense if they're struggling. Again, I look at somebody like C.J. Gunn or Walker. Once they kind of get comfortable, they're athletic, they're big, they'll be able to grab you rebounds, push the basketball, and... I don't know the best way to say this. When those guys come in, I think there's an opportunity there for them to not lose you the game. They may not go out and dominate against who they play, but they're not going to lose it for you, right? If you pull your starters or four or five of your starters and you're up by, let's say, eight points, you want to be able to go to your bench and say, okay, keep it there, right? Maybe if you give up two or three points in a four-minute span, in the lead differential, cool. But what you don't want is going to your bench by up by eight or ten, and two minutes later, it's a tie ball game. That's what Indiana cannot afford. So the scoring numbers, yeah, they bother me, but I'm not worried about that. I'm more concerned with can they come in and defend and keep the rhythm of the game if Indiana offensively does ever find a flow. I want to see that more than somebody on the bench going off for 20 points. That That's just me. I think Indiana has the talent on the bench to do it. It's going to take some time. And again, it's game one. Can't overreact too bad, but the bench does have to help Indiana this season. That is it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. This has been so much fun already for me, and the season has just begun. Be sure you turn on the notifications, whether you're on any of your uh, podcasting platforms or on YouTube. If you are on YouTube for the video version, uh, be sure you like and subscribe to the channel. It helps us out tremendously, uh, so be sure that you do that. Follow me and the show both on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Hoosiers, L-O underscore Hoosiers, and be sure uh, that you go and check us out there as well. Looking forward to game two for Indiana. We'll continue to preview it as we get closer and closer to that later in the week. Until next time, Hoosier fans, stay safe, and I'll talk to you later.